Hey family, listen, if you're like me, life gets crazy and hectic and sometimes our body needs a little extra love. For years, I've been using something that has been a game changer for me as well as recommending it to my clients. I'd like to introduce you to Vital Body. It is packed with 37 fruits and vegetables, 19 herbs and spices, prebiotics, 15 strands of probiotics, 21 different enzymes, and I'm telling you what, you get 100% of your daily dose of 21 vitamins and minerals straight from nature. This product contains no GMOs and it is vegan friendly. And here's the best thing, there are no artificial flavors. <laughs> so if you're ready to kick off your vitality journey and you wanna feel better daily, and if you're like me, you want a little extra sleep, throughout the night, head on over to vitalbody.com backslash Monica. And because you are a member of the Black Women Amplified family, they are graciously giving us an extra 20% off of our order. Just use the code Monica20. Get prepared. I can't wait for you to try it. Head on over to vitalbody.com backslash Monica and start your vitality journey today. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Your host, Monica Wisdom Tyson, brings you downloadable conversations that matter to women around the globe. We discuss all things black girl magic, amplify our voices, and transform our challenges into triumphs. Monica calls on her league of extraordinary women to push our boundaries, share their expertise, and stories of personal transformation. Welcome your host of Black Women Amplified, Monica Wisdom Tyson. Hello, Black Women Amplified. This is your girl, Monica Wisdom, and I am so excited that you're here with us today. I always appreciate that you show up, that you share, that you comment, you subscribe, you follow, you rate, and you leave your reviews. I am, My heart is always full. It just reminds me that I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, when you make a decision or changes in your life, you're always kind of in the back of your head say, am I doing the right thing? And what I wanted to do with this podcast is give extraordinary women who are rarely seen or communicated with a place to share their stories, their insights, and their genius. And season two and season one and season three have been all about that. And in season three, you know, I'm adding my voice more to this conversation. And that's what it's going to be today. It's going to be me and you talking about all the things. First of all, I can't believe, like, where did the year go? Where did 2023 go? There's been so much going on, but I've also seen some great things happening. I was talking to a friend the other day. Oh, before we get into this, hi, I'm Monica Wisdom. I am the host. I'm the producer of the Black Women Amplified podcast. I am also, yes, the founder of Monica Wisdom Coaching. I've been telling you all, if you're on my email list, if you're not on my email list, why not? been telling the people on my email list that I've been making some switches and some changes and how I'm doing business. And the one thing that I went back to, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, is I love helping women achieve their dreams through business, through podcasting, through telling their story. 
I feel that we are so remarkable and a big part of my life have been walking people to the next steps of their life. So I'm culminating all of that. I had a marketing company before. I've worked in coaching. I've taken coaching programs to learn how to do it. And as you know, I graduated from Cornell University with my certificate in women's entrepreneurship, plus being an entrepreneur for the last uh, 30 plus years. (laughs) I can say I know this space well. And the one thing that we are as Black women, women of color, is we are solution-driven women. We like to solve problems. They always say that men are the problem solvers. If you want your problems solved for the life and the blood, you want to talk to a black woman, (laughs) period. And the thing that we have is knowledge. And it is entirely possible. I don't know if you want to do it as a side hustle, a main hustle, income stream, but we have a wealth of knowledge that we can turn into a product. And here's the thing. AI is taking over everything. But what AI cannot take over is your humanity, your experiences, and your story. They can create all the things, but they cannot replace you. So it is, yes, people want to hear from you, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a course, whether it's a program, whether it's a speech, or whether you want to start your own company, you have the opportunity to do that. And yes, it is still viable. I don't care what AI has just will become your side piece, right? It'll be the one that helps you that nobody really sees. (laughs) Because I promise you, it can't do everything. No matter what they say on the Instagram and on the TikTok, AI is just to support what you're doing. So I digress. Thank you for being here. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button. If you're on Apple or Spotify, hit the follow button. And please share this out with your friends. You know, you all are my soldiers in this game of podcasting. So please tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend and share this podcast with them. Now, before we get into the crux of this conversation that I'm going to have with you all, and I will ponder the question, you know, I like to ponder a question that I'm obsessed right now with all of the press around the color purple. I'm obsessed with it. There is nothing more beautiful to me than seeing these amazing Black women not only share their excitement for the movie and talk about their role, but to share their dreams, their aspirations, and their challenges. And initially, I was going to talk about the Taraji P. Henson sharing her story, but I'm going to save that for YouTube. And I'm going to go live on YouTube sometime this week and talk about it. But yes, we're on YouTube, child. But she has just reiterated what I have been saying. Black women right now are in such a crisis. We have we have the duality. Yes, Black girl magic. Yes, we're doing all the things. Yes, we're accomplished. Yes, blah, 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 blah. But on the inside, did you see Taraji? Have you seen it? Google it. Go on the YouTube. It's all over Instagram. Her tears are real. Her pain is real. Her trauma is real. And it is not just her. When she was speaking, she's speaking for everybody. And they're turning into this whole other thing that they do online, which is why I want to add my voice to the conversation, because I think we need to bring it back to what it is. It is not about comparing her to other actresses. This is about her sharing the story of Black women and the trials and the tribulations we go through to live our dreams. So I say all that to say, I'm going to talk about that on YouTube If I get the audio right, I might add it here. I haven't decided yet. But before we get into the conversation today about your dreams, 
And how do we hold on to the hope of our dreams? This was a question that Devon Franklin asked Oprah Taraji, Danielle, and Fantasia in an interview. And it just brought up some thoughts for me. My thoughts really have nothing to do with what they had to say, but it just brought up thoughts. But since this is year end, I want to share with you all some, the back end, I always talk about the back end of the podcast, there's a lot of stats and data going on. And they send one of the companies, I switched companies that I used to host it, but my previous company sent the recap for 2023. And the podcast has grown almost 150%, which is amazing. And then the top five cities shocked me. You know, I'm a River City, St. Louis girl. St. Louis was number one. It was my most popular city for downloads. That shocked me. I didn't see any of that data through the years because they only show regions or they show the country, but they don't give the exact details. So when I saw that St. Louis is number one, I live in a tough city, <laughs> like tough city. I think only second to Chicago when it comes to supporting our own. But when we support, we support. And so I am ever grateful to St. Louis. I love my city. I really do. And I try not to tell people that because I don't want people to move here because then it's going to get crowded like other cities. I do not want us to turn into Atlanta. But Atlanta, Chicago's number two, Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. I've never been to, nope, never been to Virginia. Atlanta, Georgia's number four. That's my second home. It was my second home at one time. And number five is Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt M. Main Heist. I'm saying that all wrong. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. But I was like, Frankfurt? I've heard fabulous things about Frankfurt. So thank you, whoever's in Frankfurt listening to us. Share with a friend. I appreciate you all. I appreciate y'all. And then the countries that we're in. Child. We are in 25 countries. Yes, Black Women Amplified is in 25 countries. You talk about a dream coming true. The number one country is the United States. Number two is Germany. Number three is Canada. Number four is Zimbabwe. Hello, Zimbabwe. Yes, I know we have listeners in South Africa. We have listeners in Ghana. We have listeners in Kenya. Lots of people from Kenya and South Africa, from the continent on the Black Women Amplified Facebook page. So shout out to the continent. And the number five country is Japan. Now, anybody knows me, <laughs> knows I think Japanese are light-skinned Black people. I just do. I've only been to Japan for like eight hours on a trip to Thailand, but I've always wanted to go back because... I want to go to the countryside. I think it's Kyoto that I want to go to. But I want to go into the countryside where the monks are. Like, that is a dream, 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 dream for me to go to Japan. So I'm elated that Japan is on the list of listeners. And then the top five episodes before we get into is number one is building confidence as a Black woman. That would be me. Overcoming self-doubt and thriving. Number two is from the Black Women Thrive series, Stephanie Perry the co-founder of the Exodus Summit. She just had Tabitha Brown on her summit and uh, some other amazing women. Number three, I call her my cousin. We're cousins. <laughs> Soulful harmonies and rock and roll dreams. Liv Warfield unveils her path. Liv Warfield is an amazing singer, 
songwriter, incredible powerhouse performer. She performed with Prince for, I think, five or six years before she went off and did her her album, The Unexpected, one of my favorite albums. It's, it came out nine or 10 years ago. I still listen to the album to this day. And it was produced by Prince. I didn't find that out until the interview because, you know, they don't have liner notes anymore. The fourth most popular was the Women in Art series with Cassandra Anthony. And she's with the Black Burner Project. And if you all listen to him, you know, I went to Burning Man many moons ago. And this is, I think, was her second year. But we talk, I talked to her after her first year of going. And it was the first time I've ever been able to talk to a Black girl about my experience in Burning Man. So that was a fun conversation. It was actually two parts. And then number five was publishing pioneer V. Cherie Williams with Cuisine Noir Magazine. Cuisine Noir Magazine, she's had it for going on 15 years. And she is one of the first Black publishers Black women publishers. She bought the magazine from a man who was a chef and she features Black chefs. If you're a foodie, you want to read about it. So she covers the whole food experience. They also have their own podcast. It's a great magazine. And yeah, I think that's it. That's pretty much it for the update. So shout out to everybody who listens wherever you are. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you all and all the things. We've made it another year. I think I've been doing this. I don't know. My best friend asked me how long I've been doing this. And I don't remember when I started. I guess I could look at the numbers. But I'm so grateful. I mean, we just, I just released two conversations that I loved, loved, loved with Chef Nina Curtis, who is a phenomenal plant-based vegan chef. And we have a conversation, not just about her journey from spa owner in Beverly Hills, yes, honey, she's fancy, to her food education at Cornell University and her invitation from Miss Jill, Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady of the United States, invited her to the White House. She tells that story. But we also have a conversation about food. Not about dieting, not about what you should or shouldn't eat, but actually about food, how it's grown, how it's made, and how it impacts your body. So it's a great conversation, especially during this time of year when everybody's like, oh, I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm, which diet am I going to do? Am I going to do keto? Am I going to do this? I'm going to do that. Here's the thing. Start with the foundation of food. And that's what that conversation is about. And then we have the amazing Icy Parks. In an exclusive conversation, and I say exclusive because she does not do interviews, she did it just for me, your girl, dusting off my shoulders. (laughs) But she is the costume supervisor, I'm getting hyped, the costume supervisor for the color purple. Not only is she the costume supervisor for the color purple, she has worked on over 80 projects in her entire career, starting with Broadway, but even before that, She is a child of two people who are legends in the theater world. I mean, her godparents are Stokely Carmichael and Miriam Makiba. So you want to figure out the rest of it? Go listen to the episode. Listen, let me slow down. Let me breathe. What I'm going to talk about today is really one of my favorite things to talk about. And here's why. We are very strong women powerful, accomplished. We check off all the boxes in a society that checks off no boxes for us. So what we have is our resilience, our strength, our power, 
our innovation, our genius that we bring to everything we do. There was a conversation with a man who is, I don't know what he is, but he said there was a survey done on the top executives in the nation. And the people who are the top executives in the nation are black women. That shocked me because I'm thinking, you got Steve Jobs, you got Mr. X, you got, you know, all of these people who run these multi, multi, multi million and billion dollar companies. You've got all this VC money flying out, but the people who do the best at their job when it comes to CEO positions and executive positions are black women. And they said it's because we've been through so much that we know how to function in all environments. I'm paraphrasing. And I was like, is that good or is that bad? It's great that we're getting these positions, but here's the problem. Like Taraji talked about, we're not getting the same amount of money or recognition or opportunities. So if you see a woman who says, I'm the senior executive, blah, 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 of such and such, I promise you, she had to work like that. I always tell her she had to work 10 times harder to get there. And the problem is the stress to be there. You can't really celebrate it because you have to work so hard to keep it because we know in our head that if something goes wrong, it impacts everybody behind us, you know? And that's what Taraji talked about. If I don't fight for me, how is it going to impact these people coming behind me? So it's not just that we're wearing our burden, we're wearing the whole burden of the community. And I was watching, Oprah did a live stream, 71,000 people showed up on a live stream talking about the color purple and happened on Wednesday evening. And Oprah, Oprah broke down crying when she heard the number of people that showed up for her. And it was a beautiful experience to watch because apparently the studio didn't support this movie. She had to fight to get it done. She had to fight for every dime and every dollar. They only wanted to give her $30 million to do the movie. And she said, there's no way we can do what we need to do for $30 million. And she had to keep going back and asking for more money because they wanted to, that's how much they wanted to make it right. Could Oprah have written that check out of her pocket? I don't know. I don't know her money like that. You never know what people have liquid. But why should she have to? That's what people always say. Why should she have to? Steven Spielberg doesn't have to. Steve Jobs doesn't have to. I mean, they make movies now. The Netflix guys don't have to. They make money off subscriptions. So why should, because somebody has the money, should they have to when nobody else has to? When you're getting $100 million to do some of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. They just said Aquaman only made less than $20 million on this first weekend. That's peanuts compared to the amount of money that they put into the movie. I digress. My point is, and I know I'm going long on this, (laughs) but my point is, is that Oprah was crying because she did not get support. So what they decided was to run this like a campaign, run the promotion of the movie like the campaign because they were not getting it from the studio like other movies do. So they ran it like a campaign. They went to the leaders of organizations, just like they do for a political campaign. And these leaders of these organizations engaged their people and they bought up theaters. Leaders of organizations, the Lynx, the Omegas, 
the Deltas were all on there talking about, yes, Oprah, we bought 277 theaters out. We bought 100 theaters out. We bought this many theaters out. And the more she talked, and I'm sure it's online right now and you can watch it, but the more they talked, the more you could just see her like about to burst. And then finally she just, she couldn't even talk. She said, because she had to fight for this movie. And they told her it was going to take mountain, it was going to be mountains and mountains on top of mountains to get this movie made. So she was like, oh my God, I can't believe I got all of this support when they told me it wasn't going to happen. And, and she's Oprah. So I say all that to say, not about her, but about your life, right? I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know where you are in your world. But I know if you're a Black woman like I'm a Black woman, you are doing things with the bare minimum. And you might make a good salary. You might have a great partner. But at the end of the day, when you compare your ability to get things done, you know a lot of it is done with that Black girl magic. You know a lot of it is done with innovation and creativity. I was watching, I'm always watching something, but they were talking about, I pay attention to the VC money. There's $78 billion of VC money given out for people to start their businesses. 1% of that, 1% of that goes between women and women of color. Black women get 0.00 something something amount of the money of $78 billion. So there's something going on. And that wasn't the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation was going to talk about dreams. But I really feel like as we end this year out, we have to get really clear. And I'm going to record a, an episode. Mm, I'm going to talk about it. But we really have to get clear about where we are and what's really going on in this society. Because I continue to say it. Black women are in a crisis. We are in an emotional crisis. The math ain't mathing. We are the number one in opening up businesses over everybody, including white men. We are the number one in education. We get more degrees and certificates than anybody in the United States of America. And everything is going against us. They're suing the Fearless Fund. She gives $20,000 out to people, Black women and women of color, and they don't even want us to have the $20,000. It's a billionaire going after her. The same person who got rid of affirmative action is the same person going after the Fearless Fund. Google it if you don't know what it is. And here's the thing. If it was equalized across the VC funds, you wouldn't need the Fearless Fund. But because Black women are not getting money to start their ideas or sustain them to the next year, then what are you supposed to do, right? We got to bootstrap everything. I even have a friend. She's like, I'm just going to go back to work. I've had several people. I'm just going to go back to work. And I get it. I get it. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I get it. The challenges are strong. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I don't want most of all is for it to destroy us. And I've always said that season three is about self-care and it is about us really understanding the importance of self-care for us because we are doing all the things. And typically most of us don't have a second income coming in through a partner or a husband or whoever's in your life. Most of us, we're doing it on our own. And if you're a mom, you're doing all of that on your own. You know, you know, I'm talking to the choir. Ah, 
talking to the choir. And we do it with so much grace that people think we're okay. But I tell you what, I was a hairstylist for a long time. And there were a lot of people who cried on my shoulder. Lots of people who you would not think had anything going on but all the things. I could, I sometimes would ask women, simply say, hey, how you doing? Couldn't wait to get to me to cry. So when I say I've had thousands of conversations with women, I have had thousands of conversations with women. And I see the other side of it. I see when those women step on those stages and they're getting those accolades and those awards and those certificates and those plaques saying, you're the greatest. I know what it took for them to get to that stage, how many tears they cried, how much self-doubt that was there, how much imposter syndrome was running rampant. Because I saw it. Because I was wiping the tears. I'm doing their hair and making them look beautiful while they're crying in my chair. Talking about I'm getting an award tomorrow. That's why I'm here getting my hair done. But at the same time, I'm getting a divorce. At the same time, my child is doing X, Y, Z. At the same time, my job is blah, 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 blah. So we live in a world of and, not either or. We live in a world of and. And that's why I think Stephanie Perry's episode, The Exodus Summer, is so important for people to live, listen to, and to join her movement because her movement is about taking a sabbatical. Her movement is about taking a break. That's why I started off a sabbatical that just changed my life. Ever feel overwhelmed prioritizing everyone but yourself? What if you could build confidence, set boundaries, and say yes to you? Discover the superpower of self-love with the Self-Love Amplified Masterclass. It's not just about self-discovery, it's about your inner strength. Ready to say yes? Visit www.blackwomenamplified.com backslash masterclass. You don't want to miss out? Write it down. www.blackwomenamplified backslash masterclass. And... You know, and I'm still working on lots of things. I'm not perfect. There's lots of areas I need to to tighten up on. And th- I'm praying <laughs> that these dreams come to life. And I'm working as hard as I can every day to make it happen. And for the first time in my life, I'm getting support. I've done most of my whole life myself. And to be able to get support now is really, really a blessing. But it took 50 plus years to get to that point where people actually like, hey girl, we got you. But anyway, I digress. But point being is that Oprah breaks down crying because she can't believe she's supported. She's Oprah, $2 billion, owns television stations, owns mountains in a 30 plus year partnership with a, you know, best friend who's the bestest of friends and has power and access. And I think about when Serena, when she had her first child, how many problems she had. And Beyonce talked about how many problems she had. Maternal wellness for Black women is a problem. But if the women with power and access have problems, it's a Black girl problem. It's not an anomaly. It's a Black girl problem. And But the point of this podcast was to talk about our dreams. But I wanted to let you know that even though all of that is going on around us, 
we still have control about what goes on within us. We still have an opportunity to make a change because there is something, there's a greater power, greater energy, a universe that keeps us together. And as we go into this new year, I really want you to understand the power of your dreams. Really understand the power of living in a way that you want. Not that society says you have to live, not that your family expects you to live, but making a life designed by you for you. I had a girlfriend who walked away from a 300-something thousand dollar job because she said, Monica, this, I'm working, I'm still not making enough money for how much work I am doing. And this work doesn't mean anything to me. So she took a pay cut and is working for a nonprofit now. And I'm so proud of her because that's where her heart is, making things better in the world for people and not having to hustle to do it. So she took less money, but God's going to return it to her. I know that for sure. And it's going to put her in a position to where she can do what she really wants to do. But first, she had to begin with doing something that meant something to her. And I am not the one to tell anybody to take a pay cut because I'm like, go get that money. I'm the opposite. Go get that money. Go get all of it. But you also have to feed your heart. Because here's the thing. We live in a world that tells us to dream so big and have so many aspirations and tells us that we're made for more. But here's the thing. Simultaneously, as we talked about, that inside conversation is a bit different. And yes, we are very accomplished. But I'm telling you, I've been having conversations with women even since I left the hair industry, working with clients. This mindset that we have, this internal conversation, I should say, that we're having, these seeds that other people planted in us, they're taking root. And they're taking root in a way that's like taking us out of here, right? We don't have the belief in ourselves that we should. I mean, have you ever walked around and people are like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Oh my God, you're so this. You're, you're incredible. I would have never thought that. You get that all the time. I know you do. But then the inside of you says, mm, okay, if that's what you think, <laughs> all right. But you don't necessarily feel like that. You don't feel incredible. You don't feel like you're doing everything you can do because we live in this society that tells us to be so ambitious. And here's the thing, have your ambitions. But we also tell and live in a society that talks about you got to manifest everything. Let me tell you something. Let me break this down real quick. Manifesting is a universal law, right? So it's karma, the law of correspondence. There are several universal laws. I don't know all of them. I can't repeat them to you, but Google it. Google will be your friend. <laughs> but here's the thing I do know. I do know this Bible verse that I carry with me on my phone. Um, it's Matthew 7, 7 to 11, right? 7, 7, 11, lucky numbers. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives and the ones who seek find. And to the ones who knock, it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will you give him stone? So that's not the whole verse, but that's just the little clip I wanted to talk about was the power of asking. And we're always asking for this. We're praying for that. And I have learned to pray in gratitude and in thanksgiving, thanking God for 
everything that's happening in my life. And and I've always said generosity breeds generosity. And the more that I'm generous, the more it's returned, right? But here's the thing about our dreams. We have these dreams, but you feel like sometimes, am I ever going to get there? It's like Devon Franklin asked the question. Let me find it in my notes. He says, holding on to the hope of our dreams. How do we hold on to the hope for our dreams? Here's the thing. When you talk about ask, knock, and seek, that's about doing the work. We have a lot of people on the line, on the interweb, saying on and off the interweb, you just manifest it. Just think about it and it will come. And that is absolutely possible. And I teach about building a vision. But the part of my teaching about building a vision is also about building a game plan, right? I'm sending out an email series this week about the game plan. You got to do the work. Asking is work. You have to open your mouth and ask. Knocking, you have that means there's a door that you have to knock on. Seeking, that means you're looking for something. What does the Bible say? Faith without works is dead, right? So you got to do the work. And I'm not talking about just filling out an application or signing up for school or, you know, that ambitious piece. I'm talking about that internal work that transforms us. The journey of self-discovery, the journey of falling in love with yourself, the journey of getting rid of those programs that were put into you by society, by your parents, by your peers, by your siblings, you know, that said you weren't good enough and it's just still rolling inside of you. You know, the things that tormented that little girl, those are the things I'm talking about. And I don't just mean through therapy. The thing is, is that there's two places that you can look. I have this all written out, so I'm trying not to get ahead of myself because I wanted to be clear in how I presented this to you. Because here's the thing, we have dreams and we have aspirations, but dreams do not take hold in water. They take hold in soil. They're planted like seeds. But you know what else is planted like seeds? Fears, low self-worth, low self-esteem, imposter syndrome, those are also planted like seeds. So if you find yourself doing all this work and you just feel like you can't get there, here's the two places you have to look. You have to look at the environment that you're in, right? Look at your relationships, look at your family dynamic, look at your job situation, and not just that environment, but you want to think about the, what you feed yourself. And I don't mean food, the music that you listen to, the television that you watch, the books that you read, the places that you frequent, you know, are they feeding your magnificence? Are they feeding your fears? That's the question. And then, like I said, dreams are not planted on water. An oak tree is not planted on water. An oak tree is planted in soil. So I ask you, what is your soil going to produce? Is it going to produce a struggling seedling? Or is it going to produce a mighty oak? And what's the difference? What's difference is how you take care of that soil, right? What you feed that soil. Not only are you feeding it good food and good environment and reciprocal relationships and positive relationships and realistic expectations, right? But you're also feeding it sunlight and nature and good words, and affirmations, and meditation, 
and prayer. That's what feeds your soil. That's what nurtures the seeds. And so true, yes, we're accomplished. We've got the plaques. We've got the all the things. We've got the awards. We've got the accolades. We've got the dreams. But are you in relationship with friends that are reciprocal? Are your friends calling you or do you only have a relationship when you call them? Whose shoulder are you crying on? Is it just a temporary relationship where you can't call them in bad days and they can't look in your eyes and and ask you if you're okay? You think about that. Are you in a text relationship with a guy who hasn't taken you out on a date? Are you in a relationship with someone that lives out of town, but they can go everywhere else but spend time with you? Do you have superficial friendships that you all go out for cocktails, but they have no idea what's going on in your life? Or they know what's going on in your life and they disappear. So these are, yes, they're experiences I have had, but they're also experiences that I have heard about. And it's very important that as we move into the new year, that we get really clear, not just about what we want to accomplish in the next year, but who do we want to be? I'm way off script. (laughs) I'm even looking at my notes. This is a download from God. Who do we want to be? And then focus on that. When we look at the ask model, I'll just call it that, the ask method created by the Bible or whoever wrote it, (laughs) I have to ask you, it says ask and you shall receive, right? What are you asking for? And if you don't know what you're, if you're not clear about it, if you're not, you know, you're asking, you think you're asking for a new position at work, but the real understanding of what you're asking for is to see what you're receiving. What is going on in the movie of your life? I talked about this with Dr. Monica Gondo in an episode in the um, Black Women Thrive series. Like, what are you seeing in the picture and the movie of your life? Because that's what you're asking for. The law of attraction is neutral. It's not about only good things. It's about everything that you're asking for. So you're asking on two different levels. You're asking on your subconscious level and you're asking on your conscious level. So your conscious level might be saying, I want a good man. And I'm just, that's just where I'm at. Might be partner, whatever, whatever your term is, the person that you're asking for. I'm going to say man, because that's what I asked for. You want a good man, but yes, I pop my lips because I'm that girl too. (laughs) But what you're receiving is Bubba, right? You're like, how come every time I go out and and Bubba comes up and we all have a design of what Bubba looks like. It's different for everybody. But you might say to yourself, I want a man who's this and who has this and who's accomplished and who loves me and da 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 da. But Bubba keeps showing up talking about, how you doing? I'm like, I keep attracting Bubba. Well, here are the places to find your answers your environment, what you're feeding yourself, and how you're nurturing your soil. I had a girlfriend one time who was in. A horrible relationship. Horrible. And she got out of that relationship. She's like, I'm done. I'm dating myself. So Miss Girlfriend went on this, went to working out six days a week and went on this diet. She lost all this weight. But it wasn't even about her weight because she's beautiful at any size. And she wasn't large. But she had to focus on herself. And this is a way for her to do it. And in six months... She was married to somebody else. Six months. But what she did was she worked on her 
inside job, not her outside job. She wasn't working on her body. She was working on her mind. She had to work that man and that toxic relationship out of her life. She had to detox herself in order to really be open to the love that she deserved. Because the point she was in that relationship, she did not feel like she deserved love. The type of love that she dreamed of and asked for. Her inside voice said, you don't deserve it. You deserve what you have. And when she fixed that, when she shifted that, six months later, she was married. So when I say to you, if you think looking a certain way is going to attract the person that you want, why does Bubba keep showing up unless you want Bubba? I mean, some people want Bubba, you know, but think about it. So what are you asking for? And then what are you seeking? What are you really seeking? Because where you look, you say to yourself, well, I'm seeking a great experience in life. But life keeps knocking you down. So you, then you go to the inside and say, okay, what is my inside seeking? Because something, the math ain't mathing, right? The math ain't mathing. So then you want to ask yourself, hmm, let me observe. Let me take a little time and just observe life and see what is coming to me. See what my friendships are really like. See what my relationships are really like. Let me see what's really going on with my job. We have to look up from the computer and take a look at what's really going on with us and what's in our environment. Is my house clean? Am I sitting down and enjoying my meal? Am I drinking enough water? Am I in relationships that I I, I keep talking about? Reciprocal. Bible says equally yoked, and that's not just in relationship. That's not just in a romantic relationship. That's in friendships. That's in relationship with your kids. Are your kids generous with you? Are they just constantly taking from you? All of that is what you're putting out. And people like, eh, I'm not doing, that's their fault. Personal responsibility is a huge part of self-discovery. That's all another conversation. <laughs> and then the third part, knock. Ask, seek, yak. knock. What doors are you knocking on? You know, you're putting yourself out there for new opportunities. I'm guilty of that. I said, oh, I didn't realize how introverted I was until the panorama happened. I was like, oh, I got to stay in the house. Oh, this is great. (laughs) I had to be bothered with people. This is great. Not all of it was great. Not every aspect of it was great, but I wasn't mad at it. And my friends who are also introverts, we're a tribe, we're a full tribe, felt the same way. But in building this new business, I got to put myself out there. I'm putting myself out there. I'm letting you all know I have a coaching business now. If you need support, I'm your girl. (laughs) I will help you achieve. I will show you how to write a roadmap to achieve your goals. That's me putting myself out there. Meeting other entrepreneurs in my community. Meeting other entrepreneurs around the nation. Saying, hey, this is what I do now. It took a minute to people to transfer me to from being a hairstylist and doing all these incredible creative things to, hey, I'm also a businesswoman. And that's how I was able to maintain for so long because I'm also a businesswoman. So what doors are you knocking on? Are you knocking on the doors of your fears or are you knocking on doors of your past? Are you knocking on the doors of your pain? Are you knocking on the doors of your trauma? Or are you knocking on the doors of your power and your magnificence? What doors are you knocking on? 
I had to ask myself the same questions. I'm not just running my mouth to be running my mouth. I'm not making this up. This is life. (laughs) It's so funny because all my friends, sidebar, they know when I'm trying to figure something out, I go into my cocoon. I just do. So they'll call. You okay? Yep. You coming out today? Nope. I even have one friend talking about, oh, I won't see you till spring. It's hibernation season for Monica. Long as you know. <laughs> Long as you know. Here's the thing. Ask, seek, and knock is about doing the work. It's a game plan that God gave us. It's not just about manifesting and burning your, your sage and praying over it. Do all of that too. But know that you also have to do the work to get there. Because what does the Bible say? Faith without works is dead. We always forget the, f- the works part. We all have faith, but we have to be clear about the environment that's around us, our internal conversations with ourselves, and the soil that we're planting our dreams in. So here's the thing. I'm going to take my notes <laughs> and I'm going to turn it into a blog post. And you can go to Monica Wisdom hq.com and read it, or you can go to blackwomanamplified.com and read it. But I just want to say that make 2024, put it in your inside voice and your outside voice. This is going to be your best year yet. And I want you to dream bigger. And then I want you to ask, and then make sure that you're asking the right questions of yourself. Make sure that you are seeking not your fears, but your power. And make sure that you are knocking on the doors of your magnificence. And here's the thing. You might have to let some people go. But if they're not feeding your environment positivity and upliftment and reciprocation, I'm just saying, but you're feeding your soil. So when you plant your dreams, make sure that you're planting in fertile soil, not in water. Water is necessary. Drink all your water but planted in nourished, whole, perfect, and complete soil. Because that, my sister, is exactly who you are. And I'm not here to tell you that. I'm just here to remind you that you are more powerful than you ever imagined and has nothing to do with what you accomplished in life. It has to do with because you are here. So with that, I will conclude this conversation and say to you, thank you for a magnificent year. To all of the women who joined me on Black Women Amplified this year to share their stories, their genius, their brilliance, their fears, their challenges, and their triumphs, I thank God for you. I can't wait to start this new year. Make sure you get on the email list to go to blackwomenamplified.com backslash vision, and you will get a vision journal and you will get on the email list so that you can get all the goodies that I'm giving out behind the scenes. Anyway, sending you light and love. And let me say this prayer for you. Dear Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this podcast sees their magnificence as in the reflection of their mirrors that they feel it in their heart, their bones, and every cell of their bodies, that they continue to prosper and live an abundant lifestyle, 
that everything they dream of is planted in fertile soil, that they see their beauty, their kindness, their compassion, their genius, their empathy, their magnificence, and that their heart is open to receive all that you have for them. I pray all of this in the name of sweet baby Jesus. (laughs) And I tell you what, I'll see you on the other side. Have an amazing holiday season and have a beautiful new year. And I will be talking to you soon. Take care. Oh, and don't forget to check the show notes. All the things I told you to get will be inside of the show notes as well as our power partner, Vital Body. If you're starting your vitality, if you're starting your wellness journey, you want to get Vital Body into your life. I promise you, I've used it for years and I've recommended it to my clients. And it is a game changer if you are in need of a little extra support with your body. Take care and sending you all love and light. Have an amazing new year. Thank you for listening to Black Women Amplified. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and log on to blackwomenamplified.com for more information. Keep shining. Keep shining.